Continue. Listen to Natty News. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Natty News, the number one news source for all the Natties out there. I'm Anwar, and I'm with my ho- co-host, Pat Wu. And welcome to our first episode. So, Pat, do you mind telling all of our listeners what Natty News is about? That I wasn't ready for that question, but um, <laughs> Natty News is... Um, <laughs> I'm failing already. <laughs> honestly, honestly... Okay. I don't really know what Natty News is or what it's going to be. Real talk, it's just literally me and one of my best friends, Pat. We're both a kind of gym rats. We like working out. We like fitness stuff. And we also just like talking about the whole fitness industry. Um, Pat is a registered personal trainer and is also a competitive Olympic lifter. Uh, like Olympic weightlifting, not like he's in the Olympics. That would be insane. Uh, maybe one day. Who knows? And... Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of like a fitness enthusiast. I have my regular desk job, but uh, I really just love getting out there and doing stuff. But yeah, uh, Pat, you want to give a little introduction about yourself, about how you're not an Olympian? Yeah, well, um, yeah, we're definitely both natty. I haven't taken enough steroids to uh, make the Olympics, unfortunately. Um, I haven't taken any steroids. <laughs> Yo, that's another topic, man. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be talking about steroids in the Olympics. We have to save that. <laughs> true all right so um a little bit about me yeah i'm um i live in vancouver i'm a registered personal trainer i'm doing my master's degree in uh kinesiology right now um so i guess i'm the uh i'm the industry insider of of the pair here um yeah so i'm a competitive olympic weightlifter i've competed i'm competed at the provincial level here um uh looking to make the nationals uh you know, if ever uh, if ever this um, disease right now passes, then uh, hoping we'll have competitions, and in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, we can compete nationally. But yeah, I I love fitness. Um, I love talking about it. I love training others. Um, yeah, so that's that's why I'm here. Anwar, go for it. Yeah, so I'm I'm Anwar. I I got my degree in engineering, and I actually moved down to California. Um, for work. And so I'm more of just like a weekend warrior. I just like getting out there. Um, I obviously lift a lot, Pat and I. That's actually kind of what made us friends and got us together at first way back in high school. Uh, but I like to do other things too. Um, I'm really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and grappling as well. I got a bike, so I've been doing a lot of cycling. And just before this, I was talking to Pat about doing like marathons and triathlons and other stuff like that so i'm definitely more of just like the average joe who just wants to get around and um just likes to stay fit and try to be as healthy as they can uh so i think that's a good summary of both you and i and just to maybe comment a bit of our relation i think pat we've been friends for i think almost a decade like how long has it been since grade nine (laughs) um that was 2010 so that is exactly a decade it's insane when i think about that like it's crazy that it's been 10 years a pretty like consistent friendship like of course there's been times where we haven't talked as much but it's always been kind of there and yeah like um what kind of started our friendship is Pat was the one who got me into the gym Pat by far is the was the most jacked 
uh, like 12 13 year old i have ever seen to this day like grade nine pad was a beast of a man a modern day adonis like uh, my words do not do does not justify how swole he is and still is he is he's a specimen without a doubt i would think he was a natty looking at him um but enough about a rant about pat's good looks but yeah so me and pat have just been friends and we kind of started a friendship from fitness and of course um we found a lot more common interests and other things but yeah fitness has always had like a special place in our heart heck yeah that's um that's all we did recreationally in high school that's essentially all there was i i still remember pat um the first time actually i think me and you ever hung out outside of school is we went to the gym the richmond olympic oval and your dad was there uh your dad had like dropped us and waited for us to finish working out at the oval and then we went back to your house and we like watched like uh hard twins and ate uh your dad's food it was great <laughs> <laughs> how the hard twins have changed oh yeah yeah that's uh that's a, that's a little sadder piece of uh fitness history for another episode maybe when yeah. we talk about steroids too it's added together there <laughs> actually before uh we jump off that i gotta ask you this and i'm sure some of our listeners care um do you think the hard twins were natty um Yes, I th- they they stayed a pretty reasonable size. They they had pretty good. Gen- I I remember this is way back. They had a video of like their three year transformation, and they talked about they showed a picture of them six months in talking about how they had no muscle at all, and they were pretty muscular. And then like twelve months in, they were just jacked. So yeah, I can see it. I I think they're yeah they're probably natural. I don't know. I, I think they're natty, too, just because, like, I think they just have genetics, because, uh, like, yeah, they, they definitely look like they could be, but, yeah, just from watching them and everything and what they talk about and why they're doing it, like, they're not competing or anything, but, yeah, that was, just, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, shall we get into today's topic of the day? The meeting? Yeah, let the good natties of the world know what we're talking about. All right. Okay, so today's topic is, um, this is our, interest, uh, our intro episode, so we're going to give you a spiel about our fitness journey, um, talking about what got us into fitness, uh, our struggles early on, um, and then some of the things we, we feel like we accomplished, you know, um, and then we'll talk about things we did, we would do differently and things we did well. Um, so the purpose of this for you guys is, is uh, to give you guys some insight that, um, you know, while while we're both fairly in shape nowadays, the journey into fitness is not easy, and there's going to be ups and downs as you work through it. So, um, yeah, that that's uh, what we're hoping to get from it. Yeah, no, sounds like a plan. Um, do you want to sh- start off, Pat, about how you started? Mind you, Pat was a jacked um twelve and thirteen year old. So I actually don't know when you started lifting weights. How early was that? It's very blurry because I think. I've officially hit the point in my life where I've spent more time doing some sort of strength training than not. Um, but okay, so like the first time I probably did like things like squats and push-ups or whatnot, I was in. I used to do martial arts uh, uh, from the time I was like maybe like eight to the time I was maybe fourteen. So, mm-hmm. so for conditioning, we would do things like handstands and uh, and push-ups and squats and stuff. And mind you, I was just not good and it's really interesting how that started 
So I was doing that to be better at martial arts. I was doing that for performance, like strength and conditioning. Obviously, I didn't know those terms back then, right? But then, so and and but then eventually, um, later on, I was probably twelve or thirteen. Uh, you know, that's when like Twilight comes out, right? Remember Taylor Lautner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, he's got them. He's got them abs, right? And then all all the all the girls in school are like. Taylor Lautner, oh, he's he's so attractive with his abs. So I'm I'm out here like, okay, how do I get these right? And I think I like started googling like, <laughs> you know, um, Taylor Lautner workout plan or whatnot. How he got those arms and abs in six months? It's probably all BS, right? But then I started working out, and I found um uh found this YouTube channel, gave lots of free content. Scooby, shout out to Scooby, um out there, he's an OG um so i started following his workouts and i was probably somewhere between 12 and 13 years old that's what got me started so it started with some exercise for martial arts but what really got me into it was to look good for the ladies <laughs> you know um I- i'm i'm kind of curious about how many young guys got into kind of like working out and stuff because of taylor Lockner and twilight because i'm sure it's actually an insane amount <laughs> yeah i mean yeah absolutely and and i mean like adults nowadays like like how many guys has like uh you know chris hemsworth or or like john cena got into working out right yeah exactly exactly i mean i think uh i mean self-image and body uh positivity and all that like it, it is important but it's also kind of good to kind of like see and be like you know i can just be so much more than i am now like man i could like get out there get a little better looking like I definitely think that there's some value to that type of motivation. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's something everybody can do, and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Yeah, and even if you don't look like Taylor Lautner, you're still going to look better than you did six months ago. So, like, it's just like I, I, you're only competing against yourself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we'll get, get into more on that later, too. Yeah, oh, man, we could talk a lot about Hollywood, too. Like, there's a lot of fake natties out there. <laughs> True anyways i can go talk about my journey um it's interesting because we had similar motivations for lifting but i think a different journey to getting there so i was the opposite of uh pat so i was a super fat kid like i don't not know how i don't have diabetes like i was i was thick like 10 c's thick um (laughs) And then kind of in like high school, uh, I got really self-conscious of all that, even like earlier. And so um, I didn't really eat much um, and I got like super skinny. I think I was like in grade nine, I was like maybe like five, eight, five, nine, 130 pounds, like nothing, no muscle, no mass. Um, And so I actually started working out and I kind of cringe about this story, but it's I'm sure it's a relatable one where I was in class and there was this girl I had a huge crush on and she was talking with one of her friends about how this guy in a YouTube video, he's just so hot and attractive, how he has abs and his muscles and his arms. And I was like, fuck, I should work out. I need to get like that. So I went to the guy who was the most jacked person in my grade, Pat, and asked him if he could show me how to lift. And that's kind of like the start of the story. So kind of a similar thing. It was like you started working out because of girls. And I think there's a lot of young guys out there who have very similar stories to that. Yep. Yep. 100%. 100%. Well, um, 
So when, when you got started, uh, tell us a little bit about like what you struggled with and what were your challenges? Like what, how strong were you when you started and, and what, what was holding you back from wanting to work out? Oh, dude. So I actually, before I even uh, started like working out with you, um, I used to, I, I did a similar thing where I went on YouTube to try to find working out advice. Uh, but unlike finding Scooby, who is the godfather of YouTube fitness, like I cannot say enough good things about Scooby and how much impact he's had on myself too. Um, I actually went to six pack shirt cut with my boy, Mike Chang. <laughs> and I used to do some of his workouts and oh, no. all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all that D, uh, man. <laughs> So that's why you struggled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, um, that's kind of a full advertisement. Scooby, you get a mini Adonis Pat. With Mike Chang, you get like this weird, like pear-shaped mongoloid that was myself. So yeah, yeah, um, uh, I think probably the thing that was like really tricky was just, I think it was just kind of like the motions and stuff. Like you were using muscles that you don't know were there like just doing like a chest press was just so awkward and weird because you don't know how to like activate your chest or like kind of get in position and like it mm-hmm. just it was just all the movements were so awkward like i wasn't a very active or coordinated uh person so it was tricky but um i think i i think yeah i think it was just mostly awkward getting into positions but thankfully when we went to the gym you were a great coach even back then and really gave a lot of good insight yeah, well, like, I, you probably don't remember, but I think the first time I went to the gym, uh, yeah, like, you had, like, I think you had just gone off some sort of, like, a big diet, right? As you said, you were, like, 130-something pounds, and I think I think you chest-pressed, like, 15 or 20 pounds, um, and, and, you know, I was like, oh, man, like, you, you're doing great, man, In, inside, as a 14-year-old, I'm like... <laughs> Is this gonna work? Am I gonna get this guy stronger? Like your posture was so your your upper back was the most rounded I've ever seen a a, a, a technically healthy fourteen year old before. <laughs> oh, dude! I remember when we uh, I remember you were showing me squats, and because my upper back was like so rounded, but also bony, um, what you call like I could not have the barbell on my back. It felt like hell because it was just bone on metal. So. It was like the most, it was one of the most painful things I had felt at that point. Now I was like, how the fuck am I going to like be able to do this later on? Yep. But you know, eventually, eventually we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can talk about kind of the journey there and um, yeah. And also just kind of like the work you put into me too. Cause um, when, if anyone wants to see results from Pat Wu, I think I'm a great uh, result that you kind of, you, my, your first client and I hope to be the best one. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, you've lifted more than me in a whole bunch of things. So absolutely. I, I think you are my best client. Sorry um, to my other clients out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. No, I, I hear that with pride and I'm going to keep it up. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of like my journey. And uh, yeah. Um, well, we were talking about my struggles, Pat. How about you? Kind of like oh, throughout the whole time of lifting and all that, what were some like some struggles you faced? What I struggle with? Um, to think back, I think um, it was like discerning information. Uh, as a kid, like pretty impressionable. Everything I watched, I, I thought was like great advice, right? So 
Now, while, while Scoop is a great channel, uh, he promoted a lot of uh, extremely high volume training, right? Like, for example, we'd have like pull-ups in a workout that probably had like nine, 12 sets of pull-ups. Like, and they were like superseted with other things, right? And like, I wasn't that good at pull-ups. I could do like five pull-ups, which is, which is a lot for your average dude. But to do like nine supersets of it, like I was like dead. I was like, I, I can't do this. Um, and then you go on to see another channel. You know, if I, if I saw like, you know, some dude would be like, this and this is the best workout. Then I'd be like, oh, well, crap, like P90X is the best workout now. Insanity is the best workout now. So how do I, you know, like I didn't know how to discern. It. I was like, shit, like this is extremely difficult to, to um, you know, pick a, pick a workout and do it, right? And I seemed like every couple of weeks I was changing. So that's one thing. The other thing is that I, had a, I, I have a really flat foot. I've always had a really flat foot. And that led me to have a lot of knee pain. So anything jumping and like squats and stuff um if you guys know me now like everyone thinks i'm all about squats now like i'm squatting every week um but uh back then i always had i like if anyone that knows me in high school knew, knew i was a knee pain dude i had two knee braces on at all times and that just helped me back from doing like leg stuff i couldn't I had a hard time getting strong legs because half the internet says if you don't squat you can't build strong legs and then i'm like but my knees hurt, <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. That was, that was probably my biggest trouble. Um, and then one more thing is um, thinking back, I probably did have like a decent bit of like body dysmorphia, like if that's the right term. Like I was pretty obsessed with my diet, I would say. Like, Amber, you remember me bringing like, like a lunchbox with like some canned fish and some, and some like frozen vegetables? Yeah, no, I actually do remember that. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I had to maintain my macros and my whatever 6% body fat to keep my six-pack abs. Like, I was counting macros. <laughs> yeah, granted, that's a, that's a good skill to have nowadays. Um, but yeah, I was, I was doing that and, uh, you know, like, obsessed with working out. Like, I remember, like, I used to, like, walk around with my, with my abs all contracted just, just to make sure, you know, like, that, that I was keeping my stomach tight. So, um, yeah, it was probably my... Wasn't the most healthy thing mentally in the world, but uh, I'm glad I ended up more or less okay. Yeah, I mean, body dysmorphia is a huge thing. Like, I think almost, I, I'm sure, I mean, I've gone through it. I'm sure every single person who's ever been in a gym goes through it to some extent. Like, different extremes, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, right? It's, um, yeah, you can, get, you can get really overly obsessed with, uh, with it. Uh, especially if your inspirations are, uh, you know, for for girls nowadays, like it's a lot of the Instagram models or whatnot. And for for dudes, oftentimes it's those bodybuilders or, or your celebrities who, you know, they look so good. And, and also bodybuilders always talk a lot about their aesthetics and it, it gets driven to your head that you have to look a certain way. Yeah. Oh, man. Like uh, we could go on and on about social media and the fitness industry because we kind of were in a very interesting part when we were um, starting working out because I think I like to say we were in the golden age of YouTube fitness where most of the content creators there, they weren't making much money at all from YouTube. They were just kind of doing it because they enjoyed it. And yeah. so uh, you got a little, you got a lot of like simple, but like fun. And I feel like real videos. Well, nowadays when you watch them, I feel it's a lot more big budgeted and they're kind of always trying to sell something. And it just doesn't have the same feel as back when we were there. So it's kind of cool how we saw that whole transformation 
um, and the whole processing. We're kind of mini historians, I feel. Oh yeah, definitely. We we are the. Maybe we'll just change our podcast name eventually. <laughs> YouTube fitness historians. But a little, here's, a little, here's a little quick side note here that wasn't in our notes. Um, going thinking back in time when you're in, uh, you know, first three or four years of lifting, name your like top three fitness channels. Who are your top three channels to look at back then? Oh, dude, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, so I gotta say, number one is is i don't think you i think you probably know but uh, i'm gonna go with ben rice i think ben rice was one of my biggest like i used to watch all of his videos now for those who don't know ben rice he's not the biggest youtuber he had his peak i think in about maybe 2016 2017 he got really popular uh anyways he's this super nice guy who is so strong like he was repping out 700 pound deadlifts at like 200 pound body weight and he was like soft spoken his videos were very simple of him just lifting and just talking about his training his mentality and no i loved it i used to comment on all of his videos and he used to always reply giving advice so uh if uh, ben rice is a great guy i think he still does like working out live streams i watch a few of them but just not much time anymore to keep up with his streams but only wish the best for him uh besides ben rice i gotta say i really like pete rubbish i think pete rubbish is one of the old school guys who's never really changed you like you go on pete rubbish's youtube channel you're gonna see some crazy deadlifts and some very kind of like stoic monotone commentary yeah (laughs) but no i i love pete rubbish i feel like he's always kept it pretty real and he is a strong strong man um and then I think ah, the last one's kind of tough. Um, I, I want to see Physics of Greatness at the very beginning because Physics of Greatness at the beginning was something like that was amazing. Like <laughs> Chris Jones and Vince Garza had such an amazing chemistry at the beginning before all the money and the whole scandal happened that we could talk about later. But yeah, the OG days, it was great. Like I used to always love, like Chris Jones is such a charismatic guy and Vince Garza had the right amount of awkwardness for the contrast. Uh, those have some legendary videos, those two. Oh man, I, I, I remember Beast Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has this weird animation now when he does it. I don't like it. Like, I think I like the original filter change. <laughs> In like 240p. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Pat? Who was your top three? Hmm, okay. I gotta, I gotta make sure I pay respect to the right, right people here. Okay, I forgot to say Ice One Cube, um, Frank Huang earlier. So shout out, shout out to this guy. I still watch him on YouTube. Um, I think he may have been one of the first, like, like being that he's also Asian and had no hair and I was, I had no hair back then. All right. Yeah. He was Asian and had no hair and like he jumped high. I wanted to jump high too. So he was one of my first inspirations. I remember his first video was like, you know, how to work out. And then like, he described, um, how his favorite lifts were, I think like bench press, pull up, deadlift, squat and clean. And guess what my favorite lifts are nowadays, 10 years later. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so definitely Ice One Cube. Like, yeah, he inspired me a lot to do some of my, like, to do, like, a muscle up and, like, to, to practice power cleans. And, I mean, you can almost say it indirectly let me where I am here with lifting. So Ice One Cube. Um, Matt Ogus. I used to watch a lot of Matt Ogus. And, like, I swear the information he gave was actually really informative. Um, teaching how to track macros. 
how to meal prep, even though I still don't know how to cook. Um, um, uh, some of the food he made was pretty gross, but <laughs> it met the macros though. And then I think he, he gave a lot of detail about, um, like, you know, like five, three, one, like some of those programs that were, they were pretty well structured and he would always give recaps on them. And, uh, like he, he was a stickler for form. Uh, if you remember mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah. proper bracing and, uh, you know, like high bar squats and, uh, deadlifts overhead press. I, I'm pretty sure he got us into overhead pressing. So yeah, shout out to Matt Ogus and got a huge overhead press. Um, last one. I mean, you got to give it a twin muscle workout. <laughs> no, um, no educational context. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I might have learned. But those videos were like the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. There's, there's so much like self-depreciating humor and just like, like, I don't know how many videos I watched of them eating like food that looked pretty dry, but it, it looked good because they were talking over it and all the, all the catchphrases, you know, um, you got to give it to TMW back then. That, that was classic. <laughs> Dude, I, I have to admit, I, I, it's, I think for a lot of maybe listeners who didn't see those videos, they're probably thinking like, okay, it's just two guys working out. How entertaining can that be? But man, twin muscle workout, like that was some of the funniest videos I've ever seen on YouTube from them. Right. There's a, there's a video that I can, we can't name on this podcast, but there's a video that is hilarious. Just DM us if you, if you want to know what it is. I think I know which one to do, and yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. En enough about the past. Let's. Uh, shall we move on from from that one? Yeah. No. I, I'm. I'm feeling nostalgic. Oh, we definitely have to do a time about all of these uh, amazing pioneers of YouTube fitness. Um. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Let's. Uh. So, what we kind of wanted to go over now is so we kind of start talked about how we started, where we were. Um. Let's kind of maybe look over and see, like, throughout our journey to where we are now, what are maybe some peaks and valleys, like, um, highs and lows we've had throughout our time? Like, I guess what's been, like, your biggest, like, peak, your best accomplishments, and maybe things you wish you did differently throughout, like, a decade of working out? Sure. Um, pretty loaded question. So, big accomplishments, um, like, I... I was able to bench press two plates by the time I was like 16. And I think in the same year I deadlifted uh, 405 or four plates, you know, you, you got to love it as a, as a gym rat. Um, some pretty bad form, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so those came pretty early. Um, hmm, are those things I was pretty proud of? I mean, th that's got to be one of the big ones. Um, those were all in high school, right? And then that was—I would say—that was kind of the peak. And late in high school, I started playing tennis, and and uh, and lifting really kind of stopped being as much of a priority. And it continued to not be the main priority. I would say in the first four years of college, um, yeah, because I I kept playing tennis, and then I I was led into cheerleading, which uh led me to lift a little bit but not a lot like i don't think i hit any lifetime prs at all doing that right but it was really at the tail end of 
of cheer when that ended, where I really, really started to lift weights again, um, leading to where I am now. So I think the down period of it was end of high school and the first couple of years of college, where I think at my worst, I, I may have been only lifting like once a week and like, you know, doing some not that great workouts, you know, like maybe like some deadlifts, pull ups, and some pressing, like do my favorite things and leave, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I answer the whole question? Uh, you know what? I think well, maybe what's one thing you wish you did differently throughout? Right. Uh, one thing I wish I did differently. I, don't, I mean, can't really regret too much. I think most of it was okay. I think if anything, it was, it'd be not um, being so hard on myself to not see, for not seeing linear progress, you know? I used to be pretty naive about things, um, kind of like, you know, if I if I do uh, 365 deadlift for 5x5 five five this week, then next week I should be doing 370 because that's what the bros say and that's what the, the workout plan says. Nowadays, really, if I learn one thing from school is that the body functions different from day to day, you know, sleep, fatigue, just, you know, uh training level and even your grip strength a certain day like so many things can change so i don't get too angry at myself for not making linear progress nowadays um but that's something i used to get hard on myself about but you know that's not too big a deal i'm sure i might think of other things as we go on here how about you yeah yeah i mean just that a note you're talking about about not being so upset about linear progression before our podcast i was actually just talking to pat about how i went to work out and i didn't hit the bench set i i wanted to and i was pretty beaten up by that but it's kind of a good reminder be like you know what today wasn't your day you just um keep working hard and just come back stronger next time so i definitely agree with that mentality it's something i need to keep in mind too even now Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so a, a accomplishments i think uh pretty similar i th- uh i'd have to say way back in high school like looking back we were strong high schoolers and it's kind of funny because looking back i don't think i ever felt that strong in high school um but uh, kind of going through it like we were pull- pushing pulling squatting some pretty good numbers um uh, i think my biggest highlight has been like i think when i was 16 too i did a fur plate deadlift and was probably the most ugly firm i've ever done but you know what it got up um so that is like to this day one of like my highlights uh, of uh my i guess all my lifting i think some other ones were i got pretty consistent at one point where i could uh rep out five plate deadlift four plate squat uh like two and a half plate bench and like 185-ish overhead press. So I was pretty happy, like uh, repping those out. I was pretty um, happy with those. I can't do it now, which is unfortunate, but hopefully we'll get back to that soon. Um, And yeah, I I also have to think another one of my highlights, which has nothing to do with lifting, was last year I ran a half marathon and I was actually very happy with the whole thing because um, with the stresses of schools and stuff, and I'm not trying to brag, but I actually didn't. I actually forgot the half marathon was coming up, so I didn't really have much time to train. And I was able to get a sub two hours, which I was really, really happy about. That was my goal, and it was a tough thing. Like all those endurance spurts, it just mentally breaks you down. So I was really happy I could do that, and got me a lot more interested in doing endurance spurts and getting more into it. Um, 
So yeah, I think that kind of covers a lot of my big accomplishments. I think my biggest regret though is not spending, not putting enough emphasis on mobility. Like if I got time to go to the gym and I was running out of time, I'd be like, oh, I'll just skip stretching or yeah, I don't need to worry about this. It doesn't matter. Like who needs to be flexible? And nowadays I'm like, man, mobility is so big for me now. Like I try to focus so much more on it. Like I message Pat all the time being like, hey, I'm feeling t- kind of tight here. Do you have any advice how to loosen up, getting it better? I have a pull-up bar at home. So sometimes I just like hang between meetings just to try to get a little more of that in and yeah, so I think I really wish I focused more mobility back then. But hey, glad to get into it now. So I'll be the most like I'll be like a yogi when I'm thirty. <laughs> that's that's what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think also it's important not to regrets. Like whatever happened, kind of create where you are now. So you and again, just looking back and kind of whining about it, it doesn't change anything. Absolutely. Well, I think stemming from that, you know, enough negativity there. I I actually think that, you know, despite not really using any formal science um, in training back then, obviously, uh, and and only using bro science, I think there were a lot of things we did well. Um, So I'll I'll list a couple of things and you can add on, right? But I think one of the things that we did awesome was uh, focusing on compound movements. Um, You know, so again, like things like... um, what I instilled in Anwar was like, you know, you got to, even though I, I don't completely believe in it nowadays, but the three most important lifts are squat, deadlift, and bench, all right? And then, and I think extending after that, we we added overhead press and uh, pull-ups and rows to that list, I believe. Um, and honestly, I, I feel like that was probably 70% of what we did the entire time we used to work out together. And I mean, I don't think it worked that bad. We didn't get injured that often. And uh I thought we got pretty damn strong. So focusing on compound lifts, and I still believe in doing that. And the second thing I think that a lot of new trainees don't uh, utilize enough is just the effort part of it. You can do all the science you want, but you need to work hard when you're in the gym. Um, And I think we definitely push each other. You know, sometimes a little bit too hard, you know, Um, pushing the failure on on deadlifts might not be the best idea uh, all the time, but hey, it's better than not trying at all. And I think like, you know, we, we would, We'd spot each other. We'd go to failure and pull-ups. We'd do drop sets, right? We'd uh, we'd make up little contests with each other, uh, you know, to to make us work hard. And working hard, doing consistently with meaningful lifts, that's going to give you gains. You know, that's that's the secret right there. You know, don't buy anything else. <laughs> Amber, go ahead. Uh, complete. Uh, I have to hundred percent agree with you. I think yeah, like I think we always focused on the big compounds, and we always like when we would work out together, it was always a little competitiveness. Like, man, Pat got maybe like, he maybe benched two plates for like three reps. Okay, I have to get that first one. I gotta get it. So like, it really was a, uh, like a friendly competition thing that was really great. I have to say something else that was um, really good is it was kind of like whenever we hung out, we would always lift. Like whenever we plan a hangout, it even could be something like, oh, you guys want to watch a movie? We'd be like, yeah, let's go to the gym first and we can watch a movie. Like it was so ingrained into kind of not only me and you, but our group too. Like uh, our other friends and stuff, they, like they would come along. And um, we have other people that we used to work out a lot with um, who also like would have the same attitude. Like it wasn't just me and Pat. There was a whole like little group uh, of us um really into this and all like really pushing ourselves and making some great gains yeah and like for those of you out there if you're not doing it already working out with friends is a 
great way to build friendships. Like, like you remember some of the guys we used to work out with, like we're like, I like, it's always good memories. You know, I feel like it, it keeps some friendships, even with guys I haven't talked to in five, six, seven years. Oh, hundred percent. And also to kind of build upon that, I've made friendships at the gym. Like there's been times where like, I might be guy be like, damn dude, you're like, pushing some real weight and i'm like oh thanks man like i've seen you around too like you kind of make these like bro friendships and like i, I like the gym used to be a community for me like you, you'd know a bunch of people and you'd all kind of like chat between sets and stuff like it's kind of funny how the gym could be a very social environment yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean that's changed a little bit nowadays too i sometimes pe people are clicky and uh you know, they don't want to talk to when they're, you know, too, too deep into their, their own mind. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it used to be a great place to, to uh, you know, meet people and just like chat it up. See, uh, you're, I've, I've heard that a lot, actually. I've heard that um, from a lot of people where like they don't want to talk or anything to the gym. They just want to focus on the workout and stuff. And I, I mean, I totally respect that. Like Avon has a whole reason, like you might be busy or you might just be like really focused on hitting a PR or something, like whatever reason, totally get that. But yeah, like I, I think, I, I don't think it's wrong to try to um, strike up conversation at the gym. Maybe it's maybe a little of an old world thinking, but I still think like it's fine to like chat up. And if someone doesn't want to talk to you, just say like, hey, you're just focused. And that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're weird time to be talking about this in our current climates. Now yeah. we really talk to people in the gym. <laughs> yeah, maybe after a whole global pandemic. Uh, maybe right now, yeah, stick to your six feet away and just focus on your workout and uh, keep Avon safe and healthy. The things we miss. But yeah, any, anything you want to add on that, on, on things we used to do that, uh, that we did well and not well? Um... You know, I think I think that's the I think that's the big ones. Um, we used to like there was a point where we all used to uh, kind of keep track of macros. I remember um, there was another friend we had who him and I we actually had each other in my fitness pal and would look to make sure each other wasn't cheating on macros. So <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do it too long at first. And we it a bit so i i think it was just kind of like the community and group like uh, yeah it, it's so much easier when you have a support group like that and uh we i was really lucky to have that yeah yeah i mean like accountability is huge right perfect definitely so we've talked a lot about the past and uh got a lot of good memories good laughs from there but how about right now pat are you still working out to impress girls by looking like taylor lockner or do you have something a little deeper than that <laughs> um yeah no now i've pretty much absolutely not i haven't i don't think i've done a set of like gratuitous bicep curls you know in a very long time um my my fitness routine nowadays it's um you know, I, I'm uh, training for Olympic weightlifting. So if you don't know, that's clean and jerk and the snatch, uh, two lifts. Um, I lift five times a week. Um, the workouts are like times busier now. So where we used to hang out for two and a half hours in the gym, I get in and out um, between 60 to 90 minutes. Um, so yeah, like workouts are, it's much more kind of like efficiency based nowadays, most days, unless on a day I have a lot of time. So I try to warm up in like five to eight minutes and then I get going. Um, 
I try to time my rest most days and, uh, and just try to get through things as efficiently as possible. Um, why do I do it? Um, I, I think I feel like now after all I've learned from, uh, from school, from working with other athletes and other individuals is um, I have a lot more knowledge that if I have one regret is that I didn't know all this knowledge when I was younger. Like I didn't know how to, that I could deal with my knee pain. I thought I was just going to have knee pain forever. Um, I didn't know that, uh, that I actually could be good at squatting, right? I, I didn't know that I could be athletic because I was always, I thought of myself and the, the connotation was that, you know, I wasn't athletic and I couldn't do anything about it. So um, to me, athletics is very important and I, and I want to kind of end my athletic career feeling like I've done something amazing or something amazing to myself, which my current goal is to um, qualify for nationals uh, in weightlifting in Canada and then, you know, hopefully get a medal one day in it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do right now. That's, that's why I do it. There ain't much else, you know, everything's closed, no sports or anything, but, uh, I enjoy shooting around a basketball. I, I used to enjoy doing some cheerleading, doing some stunting, um, throwing people in the air, lots of fun. I really miss that. Uh, but yeah, Amber, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that's, does some like great points you've made there. Um, I got to say, I think I've, I was thinking about my current motivation for a while, and I only think there's like one single thing that motivates me um, to maybe keep going to the gym or keep staying active. I think it just comes to the point where like, it's been such a thing ingrained in me that I just enjoy doing it. Like, I like going to the gym and trying to get stronger and bigger and all that. Like, it's just a fun activity to do. I think the yeah. whole point of it is kind of like, it's a goal to reach and uh, the way I kind of see it is it's kind of like a video game, like where, um, have you ever played RuneScape, Pat? Ah, you're in the wrong place to ask a guy if they played games, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All good. I'm sure this So, like, RuneScape was a super grindy game, and I used to play it a lot when I was a kid. And, like, I remember I used to wake up on Saturday morning super excited, get to the computer before my brothers, I would log in, and I would just fish all day. And fishing was literally you just click and then wait and then click again so you can get fished. And it was the most mindless thing. But I used to love it because eventually you'd level up your fishing and get a little better. And that's kind of how I see lifting, too. It's kind of like, okay, like, I'm just going to keep on doing the same repetitions, all that. I'm going to get a little stronger each time. I'm going to get a little bigger, a little more shredded, all that stuff. And it's kind of like, that's honestly so fun for me and so enjoyable. So I really enjoy that aspect. And But I also think, like, um, outside of lifting, just it's kind of fun just to be physically active, like going out and doing some jujitsu. It's a it's a ton of fun, great spurt, and you just kind of enjoy it. Um, and same with even like running and doing all this endurance stuff too. Is it kind of sucks during it, but afterwards you're like, damn, I really ran for ten miles straight. Like you feel accomplished, you feel like top of the world. So I think just a lot of that is just enjoying the process, like. Maybe instead of focusing on the end goal about like, oh, I want to be this, this, and that. It's just kind of like loving doing the actions. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of like the goal and dream is just to really just enjoy doing it. Uh, and when it comes to my current fitness plan, um, so I, I when I came to California, I decided I didn't want to get a car for reasons. So I bought a bike. So I cycle everywhere. So on Strava, I probably cycle about like six, seven hours a week. Um, and then I work out about three times a week, two hours each workout. And then uh, recently, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym opened up. 
uh, allow new members. So I started going there three times a week and that's about two, two and a half hours a session. So I'm about like 20 hours of working out. So a part-time job, but man, doesn't feel like work. I'm a little envious that you get paid to do this stuff, Pat. Oh man, it's uh it's a more sedentary job than you think, man. Especially <laughs> online training. I uh I am probably I am more sedentary than you. When I I tried calculating my macros the other day, I actually wrote down that my lifestyle was sedentary with some exercise because that's what I am. I sit there and I watch people do it. <laughs> I, I still love it. I still love it. Don't get me wrong, but it is um yeah, it's much more of a sit down job. Not a sit down job, but there's less there's less working out involved in the job than than uh, than I used to think. You know, I can believe that, especially like if you start doing those classes. I never understood how someone could do like three spin classes in a row because I'd be like, man, dude, one kills me. How does this guy do three? Like, oh, this guy or girl teach three of them like and working out throughout it. Yeah, I I, I don't teach that stuff. That is. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't work out and, and yell at the same time. I can barely work out like I'm out of breath already. <laughs> Uh, I remember, uh, so both Pat and I, we went to the University of British Columbia and um, I remember going to the gym there once and uh, they were doing the spin class and there was like this big jack guy who was teaching it and he has like this strong booming voice just yelling at everyone to spin harder and I'm there lifting and I'm like, man, dude, that guy is more intense than anyone out here lifting weights. This is the most intense spin class I've ever heard. <laughs> I think there were like elderly people on the bikes too. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ah, oh. but yeah, I think I think we kind of covered a lot of a lot of different topics and gave a, the listeners uh, a lot more information about ourselves, and hopefully they enjoyed hearing it. Absolutely. Um. Well, um. Let's let's end it off with uh. Let's give the audience uh. If you could give them one piece of advice or give them give them yourself why they should get into fitness in about two or three sentences what would you say oh why they should get into fitness um i think i, I so i think the reasons why you should get in fitness is obviously there's health benefits to amazing health benefits but besides just the physical health i think it does a lot for your mental health um i think a lot of us, especially now with what's going on, it can be really easy to get down on yourself and just feeling and getting a haze, but just getting out there, doing, moving around, having fun, like I think it can really change your point of view and that can be carried over to a lot of different things. And uh, especially for those who might have lower self-confidence, like being able to set a goal and reach it and then set another one and reach it in this physical sense can transfer over and build up your self-confidence like a lot of times i think like i think a lot of the success i have now in life was because of those early years of lifting to be honest <laughs> yeah no absolutely I, who, who the heck would we be if we had never lifted weights i don't i don't really know um yeah i mean to add on top of that's a pretty similar point to you i think um you know with with whatever's going on right now there's a lot of stressors and and I think a lot of things you can't control, but I think fitness is something you can control if you can get into the routine of that. I don't I don't know if you agree with that, but like you can, you know, you can go and work out and uh and track your workout and kind of get out of your mind, right? Because if you, if you're working out hard enough, if you guys have ever worked out hard enough, 
you know you can't really think of other stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're exerting yourself hard, your mind's into that. So you got to take your mind off what's stressful. And uh, and over time, it's something you get to control and something you get to um, uh, self-improve at, right? So self-improvement tends to make people feel um, feel a sense of accomplishment in life, um, for sure. Um, so that, that's my big one, you know. Gives you a break from from everyday life while giving you a chance to improve yourself, and that's that's completely huge. And then and then on top of that is is uh, as you said, like the the health aspect of it. I think it's like the most evidence proven way, you know, other than good nutrition too, to uh, to have a more high quality life, not just to live a long life. We can't guarantee anything like that, in my opinion. But like the the time while you like for the for the now, right, like. You know, like let's let's say you're not able to lift up like your um I don't know a, a big box of like shipment out, out of your car, right? Like to have the ability to do that, or to um to have the ability to like run a mile with your kid, uh to go play with them, um you know to have the ability to uh to go join a pickup game with your friends after not having played in ten years. I think those things are are they make um working out and training really really meaningful. I couldn't agree more with you. And there's a the whole thing. If that is completely true about our bodies. Like you ever talk to someone uh, a little more, a little older, they they echo the same things about like, yeah, once you start sitting down on the couch and it's hard to get up. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah, you don't have to be old for that. Once you sit down at any age, it's hard to get up. <laughs> yeah oh man uh i think we could talk about the whole coming from quarantine to get back into uh fitness because i have to say um although i was talking about all this stuff about how much great it is to move for a good chunk of quarantine i didn't actually do much and i have the pounds to prove it <laughs> how how did um i think i think this will be our last point for the day is uh how what what was the hardest part about uh keeping your health and fitness in quarantine Oh, dude, I, I didn't keep know. it. <laughs> um, how about you go first? You tell them about what they should have done <laughs> or what I should have done. Well, okay, I didn't do that great, man. Um, so I, I'm really fortunate to have access to a gym now. But uh, for, I think from March to um, June, maybe July, I didn't have access to the gym. And this is probably my first time with no access to a gym in many years. Um, so I was back to home body weight training like the good old days right but man i found it so i mean obviously like everyone's mental health suffered in that period and it was hard to work out i didn't want to do it um so what i did do was um doing short uh workouts um that were timed so like every minute on the minute every two minutes on the minute stuff and like keep it so simple that i could not screw it up so we're talking like um I'll set the timer for, I'll do 10, 15 minutes. Every 90 seconds, I'll do five or six pull-ups, right? And I'll go until I can't finish the reps in the set. And then I will just work through until I finish my reps for it. Um, and, and on a bad day, if I really hate it working out that day, that's it. Like that's, that's exercise. Um, and, then, and then my second tip was like, maybe find something fun that you like to do. Like, you know, I, I kind of got into doing like handstands and cartwheels, which I'm not good at, but like, you know, I put on some nice music that I like. You get to listen to whatever you want at home um, and be as shirtless and naked as you want. And I, 
practice some of that stuff, you know, um, fall a few times, laugh a few times, um, doing, doing any meaningful physical activity, not being so hard on yourself. I wasn't trying to make massive gains or whatnot. Um, yeah, just, just exercising, doing whatever it takes. No, that's not, that's great. And yeah, um, the, the, the first bit of quarantine, I was kind of similar. So uh, to give a little context, when quarantine first happened, I was still um, in university and I was actually living on campus as an RA. Uh, so for the first bit of quarantine, I was kind of doing the same as you, Pat. Uh, I, got a, I had a pull-up bar, so I was just doing a ton of pull-ups. And I started saving up milk jugs and I would fill them up with water. And so like as I got to, the more I would work out, the more milk water jugs I would have and uh, tied them to myself. So I had all these water jugs while doing pull-ups. I think I got up to like 50 pounds. So I was getting really good at pull-ups. Um, but then what happened was uh, after university finished, I went to stay with my grandma and help her out during quarantine. And uh, I was super scared of getting her infected. So I didn't leave the house much besides getting groceries for us. And like, I didn't go out to work out or anything. And uh, I was eating all of her delicious food and wasn't keeping track of my diet. And as the time got on, I just got kind of like lazier and I would look at myself. I gained like 30 pounds in that time. So just kind of felt like crap. But um, and it was just kind of my own fault. I could have found more creative ways. I could have maybe uh, found ways to still stay active. But now that uh, I'm in California and stuff has kind of maybe opened up a little more. I'm just back on that grind and hopefully going to share some of the gains uh, we've made. Heck yeah. Now, now what, what, one thing to say on that though, is that, uh, if you're not making massive gains right now and you're, and you're struggling with, you know, with, with even motivating yourself to work out, that's okay. We were both through that time for, for multiple months at a time. I, you know, I still feel, I felt that last week. I didn't want to go to the gym, so that's okay. But, um, yeah, like take little steps, get started. And then like, I promise you eventually, once you get on the ball, you're going to have good times working out and it's going to be a very important part of your life oh completely like just do whatever you can if you can just work out for like an hour uh, like a week even as long hey, as you have a lot to start man <laughs> half dude, like, sure half an hour like whatever you can do that like yeah exactly what Pat's saying like just do whatever you can and again it's okay to fall in these lows everyone has Pat and I has Dwayne the Rock Johnson I'm sure has had some lows too so it doesn't matter just it's a, it's a marathon not a race to be as cliche as possible that's that's what we're about cliche here on natty news so yeah i think i think we've held the listeners long enough um shall we wrap it up for the day definitely this has been your natty news stay natty everyone all right peace out hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of natty news if you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out our website www.natty.news. As well, check out our Instagram Natty News Podcast and Facebook page Natty News if you want to get a bit more Natty information.